Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the Educated Redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. I think you should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRosier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross, the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. Oh, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Cross. Yeah, Mariah. <laughs> we air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 1030. Uh, right now we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see you then. Bye. Okay, class, class, we want to talk about what we learned during the lockdown. 
The first question is, what did we learn during the quarantine, kids? Susie, that government overreach is real. What about you, Johnny? We went from home of the brave to home of the government slave. And you, Michael? We need to refresh the tree of liberty. What about you, Diane? So many sheep are willing to give up their rights because of a little fear. Very good, class. Hello to all you nincompoops and something buckers out there. I am the Wirisap. I am here to represent Eisnecker's suicide pods. Let's cut to the chase. The globalists have decided it is time to kill off all you 99% who breathe our air and use all of our food resources. You have not died fast enough by eating GMO foods or by killing each other from race riots we have started. We have tried to remove all the pieces of excrement by cooking up COVID in the Wuhan laboratory. But you are not dying fast enough. So we now have Lysnicker suicide pods. You can now rush out and die in our suicide pods. Schedule your appointment today. You can choose between a blue, brown, gray or pink casket. Remember you need to wear at least five masks minimum and you will take a COVID test before and after you get in the pod. You must also make sure your rashes remain a safe six feet social distance when you are about to exit. If you like your experience, put it on Melbourne Compete you we will give you 15% off your next session. We hope to see all you useless eaters get in these pods right away before we put everyone in female camps. That do not exist. Schedule your appointment today for your Lysnicker suicide pod. Thank you. Hello Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the one world government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitution or cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
Again, everyone, welcome back to another great night here on Freedomizer Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. I want to thank everybody for finding us today. Today is Tuesday, so we will have Adrian joining us here in just a moment. If you want to be a part of the show tonight, the number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone, and I will make it a point to bring you into tonight's conversation. So with that, let's go ahead and bring Adrian in here. Adrian. 
Hey, Proof, how's it going? How's your week been? It's okay so far. It's nice to actually be here on a Tuesday again. Yeah. We had some issues. Yeah, I don't like taking days off, especially when I'm sitting here ready to go on. Especially when you're what? When I'm sitting here ready to go on at 6 o'clock Pacific when I'm supposed to be here and I'm sitting at my desk expecting to log in. That's that's the worst. Yeah. So what about you? What are you working on? Um, I just got to um, New Hampshire today, and I will be kind of just helping out with the Vivek campaign for a bit up here. And I went and visited Florida for a couple of days. Uh, my lease ended there, so I've kind of been trying to find a new apartment because my last apartment was uh, it was a little like rushed when I had to get it when I was relocating to Florida for my um, my contract that I was in uh, where I was traveling around that state. And uh, you know, I just wanted to find something better, like you know, and I hadn't seen my family in a bit so I went and visited some friends and some family from where I grew up at and so just done a little bit of traveling but just uh hanging out glad we're back now and we were able to get on tonight so are you couch surfing right now or do you actually you didn't lose your apartment did you did I what did you lose your apartment no I just did not renew my lease well, that's what I meant. So you have a new place or you're just couch surfing until you get back home? Oh, well, no, we have a place here. When we go on campaigns, like, we have a place here. So you're going to be in New Hampshire for the winter? <laughs> yeah, I'll be up here for a bit, yeah. Oh, that's going to be below average. Yeah, it'll be okay. I have a big coat. Originally from New York, so I don't I don't miss those days. Oh, that's cool. I want to see more of New York. I've only been to Long Island. That's where I'm from. Do you remember the city you were in? Uh I don't know. It was like a it was like a meeting there. It was Walter Block was there to talk about some stuff and He's like an anarcho-capitalist. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Not really. I know who Larkin Rose is, but not him. Yeah, Walter. I, I, I'm not like a huge fan, um, but we were there to just talk about different concepts, about environmentalism, and privatizing the ocean is the main thing that the discussion was about. Which yeah, I, think I don't know if I, I don't know if I buy into that, but point it's just uh i don't even know what to call what we have now it's that's not capitalism what we have now yeah i don't know i just thought the whole concept of capitalizing off the ocean and privatizing it like i was just like oh that's kind of crazy like it's kind of radical really radical i don't want to charge people for the right to go to the beach or anything like that 
Well, what's that? I don't want to see anybody charged for the right to go to the beach because they own the water. Yeah, no. Um, it was. I mean, there's a book about it. I don't know if you want to check it out, but horrible walking points. It talks about privatizing the ocean is the main concept, the whole book title, and then it talks about how it was the craziest thing. Like somehow putting get this electric fences in the ocean to like for like ocean farming and they were talking about mass tagging like you know all the whales like all the things in the ocean and I was like that's like insane anarcho-capitalist to me seems very the opposite I don't know but I'm not a huge fan of the ANCAPs if I had to be into anything with that, it's more of the eco-anarchism. Well, see, I like the idea of small government, but I don't want anarchy. I think we need to put yeah. as few people as possible in charge of stuff, but the, the way we have anarchy, someone eventually will scoop that up and decide that they're the supreme human being. Whether we like it or not, that's what life is. Like, I think there's a lot of... Like, like no, like like I don't know if you said Sherry Monteria has been on the show before, but she describes it pretty well. Like it's like don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. You know, it's uh not no laws. It's just very few laws. Well, isn't that more voluntarist than anarchist? Yeah, I mean, as a eco anarchist, because you know, like just to kind of give it like. Like, when I'm talking to, like, the anarchist community, so, like, they understand, like, I understand our concepts, and I agree with most of their concepts, but I'm not, by any means, an anarcho-communist or an anarcho-capitalist, or, and I don't really see the difference between an anarcho-capitalist and an anarcho-communist being any different than a Democrat or a Republican, honestly, at the end of the day. Yeah. When you look at them, it doesn't really seem that different to me. But, like, the eco-anarchists, like, I could kind of I could kind of jive with that. The anarchist primitives, you know, like the earth, you know, because that's, like, more our group. Like, the barefoot people, you know, that they understand, like, benefits of, like, grounding and, you know, like, just being in tune with the earth. No, I'll never understand for the life of me, just to not not dwell on it, but how people get so offended because you decided not to wear something. <laughs> it's like it has no effect yeah. on their life whatsoever. Yeah, I'll people never understand are offended that. by other people. What's that? People are just offended by other people in general. Yeah. So let me ask you though. So you're working on the Vivek campaign. So what's the buzz like yeah, in New Hampshire for you? I, I just I just got arrived. Like I just arrived. So I will have more feedback on that next week. Um, but well, talk to me about uh, where you were before guess, with Vivek. How, how are people viewing you know, him these days? So. Oh, 
stuff that um, was coming in before you, um, it was, I mean, it was kind of mixed, but, you know, I guess, like, when I say pulling, I don't mean, like, we're taking, like, at that, like, we're conducting, we were conducting previously, we were conducting surveys, um, with another, I, I like to do a lot of different stuff, and, uh, I like to have the pulling at one, uh, I'm, like, really interested in the science of, like, your phone is, is cutting in and out, just so you know. Oh, can you hear me better now? Yes, much better. Okay. Okay, yeah, the, the signal has been a little up here. Um, yeah, it's been a little uh, flaky. So hopefully you can hear me much better now. But, yes. Um, Yes, the polling that I was doing, it wasn't, uh, like, collecting data and me looking at the data. It was more collecting opinions and then conducting the surveys and uh, reading scripts to see uh, what people's opinions are, um, what their thoughts were, whether they have, you know, like, just it just depends on the script, but whether they have a favorable, unfavorable opinion. Um I would say a lot of supporters for, of course, Trump, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek is what I've seen um, in the past couple months, just in the couple weeks especially. And, you know, every now and then I told you, 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 have, you have a little bit more than what I would have thought are Chris Chrissy supporters, but not a whole lot, but, you know, a little bit more than a, you know, handful, like, I mean, like, have said that Chris Christie, you know, but for the most part, it has been, uh, like, I would say pretty, like, decent amount of people supportive of Vivek, um, and then you have those people that actually will answer, would answer our questions and say things like, you know, Joe Biden's doing a good job, and that, I just wonder what uh-huh. kind of realm what kind of world those like where are you living like do you come out of the house like have you went to go buy bread <laughs> um occasionally have people say that they have a favorable opinion of joe biden and then sometimes the scripts will ask us uh do you think do you approve or disapprove of the way joe biden is running the country and then when they say approve you know of course like you know, it's a nonpartisan. You know, I guess the only thing you could ask them is if they say, do you approve? You could ask them if they're wearing their scam or did they pull their scam down to talk to you on the phone? <laughs> yeah, I'm not allowed. I'm not, I'm, I'm not permitted to do that. I know you're not allowed to. Uh, that's just what I think. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder what realm that they live in. I'm like, wow, have you bought bread? Because, you know, I mean, when I want to go visit some family – and, you know, like, it was, like, $5, like, 4 and $5 for a loaf of bread. And I was, like, wow. It's, like, really, like, you know, people say, oh, like, Florida is expensive. And, you know, like, honestly, it's everywhere. Like, you know, and we don't have sales tax in Florida, which is something that I really like about the state. But you mean $4 and $5 for a loaf of bread. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant. I'm not like a tag. 
income tax. You know what gets me tax. though is uh, I, I've talked to a few people that said that Brandon's doing great, and I asked them what's the yeah. best thing that he's doing, and they say, well, he's not Trump. That that's that's their best thing that they have. So it's not that he's doing anything; they're just happy because the TV tells them <laughs> they hate Trump, and Trump isn't there. That's all that is. Nobody in their right mind would think the economy is better now than it was four years ago. Yeah, I mean, I just wonder, like, you approve? Like, I mean, I can understand, okay, whatever. You like Joe Biden and you have a favorable opinion of him? Okay, whatever, you know? But you approve of the way he's the job he's doing as president. I just don't understand. Like, what do you approve of? <laughs> that that's my that's my professional thought. Is that the number one reason why they say everything that Brandon's doing is great? Their their response would be because he's not Trump. That's all they have. They don't know why. They just know, well, I vote Democrat, so everything a Democrat does is great because that's who I voted for. I just don't understand what they approve of. That's what they approve of. It doesn't matter if if gas was $58 a gallon and a loaf of bread was $1,000 a loaf they would still say it's better than having Trump. (laughs) I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is like, like, what is it going to take for people to want more and to, like, stop with, like, the partisan... I mean, am I allowed to say words on here? Like, stop with the partisan BS. PG rated? Like, are we PG-13 rated? Are you Are you asking if you could say the word bullshit? <laughs> yeah. The house rules are, I don't mind an occasional word. I just don't like sailor talk. Okay. Yeah. I mean... I just don't understand where we're going to cut the partisan nonsense out. People are so loyal to their party for no reason whatsoever. And that that's what's hurting us. Is that right now, uh, I actually talked to somebody last week and they said that they would never vote for Trump because Trump would get us into World War III. And I'm not like a, you know, I'm not a Trump hater, you know, I think I've told you before, I'm not a Trump hater, but I'm not like a super, like, MAGA person, but I don't understand, like, what do they think that we have now? Well, I'll, I'll say this, Trump is the best thing we have right now. And I I like Vivek personally. I I think that in a few years he might be the ideal candidate if he – my only thing with Vivek is that we haven't seen enough. And he's doing and saying all the right things that I want to hear, almost too good to be true. 
I, I, yeah, I, I would know. like to think that if Trump wins, that Trump would have a spot for him somewhere in the cabinet. Maybe vice president. I, I don't think so, but I could see him acting in a very prominent role and getting some experience. I like him a it lot. It would be really super cool if we could get him as a guest. I don't know if that is something that we could make happen, but I was thinking about oh, that earlier today. I would love to today. make that happen. Are you yeah, kidding? I could, I could try. I cannot promise anything, but I could definitely try. That would be super cool. I was thinking about that just before the show started because um, I, I think I had followed up with a, a speaker, but they charged a speaker fee. and uh, To be a guest on a radio show? uh <laughs> we've never paid a speaker fee. Now, we've had yeah, Ron Paul, we've yeah. had other presidential candidates. I've had three people say we're not big enough for them in, in 15 years. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was someone I was contacting, I think, in regards to speaking on Agenda 21 topic. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'll have to double check and actually and get back to you on that after the show, but yeah, I just didn't really respond because I just figured, you know, we can find some other people that yeah, will respond with us. Yeah, if they're okay. asking how much are they paying him, uh, you, you can hang up the phone. <laughs> yeah, the no, no radio show uh, should ever, and I don't care who it is, you, you don't pay your guests, not because you don't want to. It's just customary that – they get the experience and the exposure, and it's just having a conversation on the phone. People don't get paid to call into Sean Hannity's show to talk for 20 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't understand or something. I mean, I just didn't respond, and I just, uh... yeah, I was just, go on to the next people that I was going to ask. Right. I did have Gary Johnson once, uh, if you remember him from the presidential debates from years ago. I do. That was the first election that I could vote in, and I voted for, I am not going to lie, I you know, 18, I voted for Bernie. And then mm-hmm. when I saw that he turned around and supported Hillary Clinton, I then voted for Gary Johnson in that election. So I, uh, I, I reached out to Gary Johnson. His people said, Freedomizer Radio, you must not be that good because I never heard of you. And then they, they hung up the phone in my face. So three weeks later, they had the Libertarian Convention at the in Las Vegas at the Red Rock Casino and I, I get to do Radio Row over there and they they closed Radio Row because we were the last show still on air because I'm on 6 to 9 at night Pacific time and so we're doing a show outside in the hallway and Gary Johnson and his people walk past and he, he nudges my cameraman and asks uh what show is this? And then uh, they told him Freedomizer. Oh, I like Freedomizer Radio. Uh, it sounds like a good name. Can I come on? And he just did an hour right on the spot with us. But his people turned me down. <laughs> and then he came on two days later and did another hour. Oh, that's awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had a couple people talking about it, like, like, at, like inquiring about it. Like, you know, they're asking, like, you know, like, what is the show that, like, you're, like, helping with, like, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. just details about it, like, what is it, and, you know, I told them about the Imperfect Foods, and actually one person had heard about the Imperfect Foods, so that was pretty cool. Um, okay. I'm not sure where they heard about it from, but I don't think it was on here, that, like, they said, but they had seen it before, so that was pretty cool, so, um, yeah, people were just at, kind of asking, and, you know, I told some friends, like, if they wanted to, if they wanted to call in and talk to us on Tuesday nights, if they could. Yeah, our next mission here is uh, we want to we want to get another three or four hosts on the network. So uh, once we do that, then we'll be able to get our Rumble channel going and do live video in conjunction with this show. Okay, so yeah. you want to have like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do with the live video? What what angle are you coming out from that? Uh, just what we do here, but uh, but we would have more of a video concept. And we'd be okay. on Rumble, which means that we'd have uh, a video audience and, and we'd have more live audience as opposed to just being on Blog Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a goal of ours. How close is that to coming together? Uh, like I said, we need three or four hosts. Okay. So... That's that's what we're trying to do. Cause you're on all through the week, right? I know you're Tuesday and Thursday, and well, I'm on Monday through mm-hmm. Thursday myself. Mhm. So what? So would the host be like? It, and it's all going to be a part of Freedomizer Radio. Right. Yeah. We'd have a Freedomizer Radio account. Okay. All right, so where was I? Um, I forgot what I was going to talk about here. Um, we were oh, on, uh, that's what it was, uh, about the vape. So, anyway, he says a lot of things that I'm interested in because, uh, I saw him do a couple interviews with Alex Jones even just recently. He goes on a ton of shows. Yeah, I think that it would be worth a try to try to get him to come on to here. So I wanted to play you. He he went on Chris Cuomo's show, and this is like two and a half minutes. I want to show everybody what, uh, what Vivek did to Chris Cuomo. So, yeah, a, a liberal like Chris Cuomo hangs out with Vivek and the fireworks uh, get started. So let me play that. Ramaswamy, why do you keep going at Nikki Haley? Why do you think this is going to bear fruit? Chris, I don't know what you've been smoking, man. You and the rest of the mainstream media, it's laughable. Nikki Haley's been going after me the whole campaign. First yep. debate, second debate. You know, she's been trailing me for much of the time, but I realize the establishment media has realized that there's a puppet they want to put up. 
I'm not playing that game. The grassroots of this country know they want a leader who isn't going to send us our sons and daughters to go die in foreign wars that racked up seven trillion in debt. Dick Cheney 2.0 yeah. has taken over the GOP. Problem is the Democratic establishment media is now rooting for war too. I'm the only candidate speaking for a true America First agenda on that debate stage, and I think we're going to be successful. Vivek, how are you going to bring people together when you just uh, put yeah. together a tapestry of conspiracies? You know that I'm not pitching anything about Nikki what, Haley. What are you she won't even come I mean, on my there, show. There's no tapestry. She won't even come on there's my no show. What are you talking about, Pepe? I'm sure Hold she on doesn't. A second. Hold on a second. I let you. I let you put it out there, and now you know I get to finish smoking, and uh, now I get to answer, which is. Um, oh, this is what the media is doing, is putting up Nikki Haley against me because the they know I'm the real they, they deal. Picked, Please. She hasn't even been the, on my show. I'm Chris, just watching please. you get you know slapped what? I, around I by her, Kristen and I'm Welker. wondering what your strategy you know, is. The fact of the matter is, Chris, my strategy is calling out the mainstream media like I did to Kristen Welker at the start of that debate. I asked her about the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, told her to look the audience in the eye and apologize to them. Just like I'll tell you, you're part of the mainstream media despite pretending like you're not. Look the audience in the eye oh, and tell I'm part of the mainstream for media for all that happened. I'm part Absolutely of the mainstream you media. And you, and you, hey, listen. And you play the same listen, you games that the you, rest of the mainstream you, you media does. You don't want to take care of You're your family? Tonight. That's You're, fine. You've been, you have been, you have been covering for your you brother. Think, you have been playing you, a game. You were kicked off the Of course I cover for my brother. Of course I help my brother. Yeah, Of course I do. And you know what? That's been journalistic standards that have now been failed, not just by you, but by every member of the broken political media. So, yes, it is going to take an outsider to call it out. And you want to look Everyone at under- in the media well, mo- most is the- responsible for covering okay. for my brother. See what I'm saying? Ninety percent. You miss ninety percent of the media the is colluding by going too broad. Pushing one, one answer Vivek. on the American public for the origin of COVID-19, which is what? to the Hunter Biden laptop story, what to now which people they decide they want to put up as their puppets. What does any Donald of that Trump. have to do? Fact of the matter. Look. So. I don't know what Chris Cuomo was trying to do there except prove he's better than Vivek. Yeah, that that, that seemed like a like an argument. Like it was just like more of an argument than a discussion. Yeah, it's like he just <laughs> he just brought Vivek on there just to argue with him. I'm not one of those people that bring people on just so I could, just so I could put them in their place. That's not my style. I would just, yeah, I, I don't mind having a conversation and even disagreeing, but to go yeah. at just is, is uh, I'd rather not have the conversation. No, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And you know, I thought it would be interesting for us to even. And I don't know how you feel about this. Uh, I thought it would be interesting for us to bring. Uh, maybe even some willing uh, liberals like leftists on the show <laughs> so we could talk like and like, you know, like talk about what do we agree on? What do we disagree on? You know, I don't know if that's something you'd be interested in. Uh, I, I have some liberals that I've brought on time to time, but I don't want anybody that's combative. I'm willing to have a reasonable discussion. Like back in the day, I used to be able to talk to Bernie supporters because as backwards as some of them are in economics, they do have a core. Bernie fans came out and supported their guy. The uh, the Hillary people, the Brandon people, they they don't come out. They're they're just whatever's on the smell of vision. They support that, and that's it. 
they don't have a, a discussion. You ask for a discussion with a Bernie person, you you can you can find stuff to to discuss. You can't with a Brandon fan. Just like uh, if if you like I said a half hour ago, what what's your favorite thing that Brandon's done in office? Well, he kept Trump out of office. <laughs> that that's the that's the best thing. What else has he done? Hey, he doesn't have to do anything else. He just makes sure that Trump doesn't be president. Now, that's the discussion you get. And so you can't talk to them people. They, they, they don't know any issue from anything else. They just know what the TV told them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what what we could do to like encourage more like critical thought. You know, I'm I I love sociology and I love going out and talking to people and I do like like to do jobs where I can, you know, like travel and that allow me that flexibility so I'm not really like kind of tied down, you know. And um I like talking to people. So, I think it would just be interesting to go out and just like I don't even know if it's like a vice thing with a, a camera and start talking to people and you know like one thing that I've thought about would be interesting that I would really like to do is just go out and conduct like different social experiments for example like handing out pocket constitutions to people and just seeing how they react I actually do that like Everywhere I go, like, sometimes I have pocket constitutions on me or some kind of literature, whether it's about, you know, pesticides and toxins in our food or if it's about, you know, the um, implementation of the fake environmental uh, agendas, you know, the green mask. Uh, is what Rosa Corey would call it, uh, Agenda 21, 2030. Um, I just like to talk to people and see how they kind of react. And then I'm interested in what kind of stuff can be done to create more dialogue. Well, that's a good question because one thing that you'll notice, and this is not just me, this is just socially because there's, there's two different trains of thought. But angrier people, people that are always angry no matter what, they, 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 they tend to lean Democrat because they're just angry at everything and everyone. And uh, I hate saying that that party breeds hate, but at this juncture, there's only one, there's only one particular uh, uh, political party that, that breeds hate. You know, I gotta say, I gotta say, I have seen it on the right too. But you know, I think that both sides, you know, um, and I've thought this way for a while. Yeah, but the like thing is, is, is that on the left, you you don't really on the right. You might see more religious-based people, and maybe they they might have a, a prejudice towards a certain religion, like Islam or something. But as a whole, you don't see people that are right-wing extremists going out and breaking stuff and and uh and gathering and, and beating people up like like you do Antifa and Black Lives Matter. You don't see that. Remember the young 
people your age tend to vote Democrat. And there's a lot of anger in there. Yeah, um, I, I have seen it on the right, but it is more prominent, like, on the left, I mean, in my opinion. But I have seen it on the right as well, both sides kind of being radicalized. Right, and I, I'm not a, a, a tried-and-true Republican. I, I think you know that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think Trump is the best option at this point, and there, there is no rhino option for me. Vivek would be my choice, maybe, if Trump wasn't there. And I, and I strongly believe that is, that is what holds Vivek back, is that Trump is there. And, and he's, he's running, like, basically exactly that. Like, if Trump gets knocked out of the race, I want to be your number one choice. That, that, that's Vivek's role right now, for better or worse. And I don't know how you, I don't know, if you work on the Vivek campaign, I don't know how you tell people that you're going to beat Trump because you're not. But he could beat everybody else. I mean, what, I don't know what exactly what you mean by that. Um, he's running a very similar campaign to Trump. So people, yeah, I mean, people like me who like Vivek, they're not voting him as, as Vivek has a 5% right now uh, as far as like who their choice of candidate is. And there's a lot of people like me, like if you asked everybody out there who's your second choice for president, Vivek would get most of those votes. Right. Because he's he's the guy that if Trump gets bounced out, people like me would look at him. Um, I don't really think of it like that. I think who you vote for is who you vote for, and I don't blame other people for them not voting for a candidate uh, mm-hmm. to another candidate failing. And to be completely honest with you, Brooke, I'm not a huge Donald Trump fan. I'm not a Donald Trump hater, but I think that Donald Trump was an actor. I think that Ronald Reagan was an actor. I think that um, I do, like, think that a lot of this political um, atmosphere is a result of political theater, personally. Um, I've thought that way for a long time, very long time. I feel like, um, you know, I feel like Obama had his role in uh, helping radicalize and polarize the country, and I feel like Donald Trump had the same kind of role, only on the other side of the aisle, you know, on the Republican aisle. But I do think that, you know, he was an actor. I, I think that it's really important for people to take that into account, you know. And, the you know, the president of Ukraine, he's an actor. And what I've kind of observed in, like, you know, like the, the political realm, like the past couple of years, you know, a lot of politicians, like, they are actors in a mm-hmm. sense. Like, maybe not actual movie star actors like Donald Trump and the, uh, you know, like president of you know, uh, Ukraine and Ronald Reagan. And I actually just found out that Ronald Reagan was an actor a couple months ago. And that really kind of, it, it kind of just strengthened my stance on, you know, like a lot of these people are just playing a part. And um, I'm still kind of, yeah, but, out if it, you but remember, I remember well, you might not have been around for this, but there was an assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I know about that. 
So at, at some point, you, you, just because they might have been in a movie does not mean that that everything they do is a, is a joke or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, and then there was like Abraham Lincoln, you know, there's the inner debate on the right, you know, whether he was actually pro-ending slavery or not, but, you know, like he was like, you know, you know, he was like assassinated, but um, I don't know, like, why he was assassinated or why or what it all went into the assassination of Kennedy or why people try to, other than, you know, like special interests uh, or just wanting to silence somebody, why they attempt to do that um, to public figures. But I just can't help but. Well, there's a heavy rumor and I don't know what's true or what's not, but just something to think about that there are people that believe that John F. Kennedy was assassinated because he slept with both Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Monroe slept with both him and Fidel Castro. Hmm. I've never heard that ever. So that's one rumor. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe yeah, made, made the rounds back in the day. <laughs> I heard that Marilyn Monroe had uh, mirrors, like, all in her, like, apartment. It, her whole wall, all her walls were mirrors. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> Yeah, but next, I mean, next week I should have more feedback on what people are saying um, and uh, be able to provide more, like, feedback from, like, the public, at least in this state. I know the uh, polling that I was doing for the opinions we were calling into several different states with uh, different scripts, and we had a couple with, uh, you know, just asking people if they have favorable or favorable opinions of Biden, Vivek, you know, the whole list, Tim Scott. Oh, that's another one that's been coming up. You know, a couple people have mentioned Tim Scott. They're Tim Scott fans. Well, uh, yeah, he dropped out yesterday, though. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, he dropped out. I guess that. Oh, did oh did he give a reason? Uh well, he's not polling all that well, and he had a he barely made that last debate and didn't make any splash, and he probably would not qualify for the next one. If you're not qualifying for debates in this in this time frame, it's best to bounce. He he wasn't qualified for the debate. You said. He barely qualified for the last one. And every debate, your, your your qualifications are a little bit higher, and he was afraid he wouldn't make it. Yeah. I, As a person, I actually liked Tim Scott. I had a lot more hope for him. But he, he had a combination of, of he's just a really nice guy, and he 
he tried to play every single side without like choosing a side. And in uh, in in politics, as the president, you kind of have to let people know where you are. You can't just be in the middle of everything and not give an opinion. And he he just didn't. I'm trying to think of the right word here. He he just did not come off as somebody that could be decisive and and say, "Come with me, I'm leading." But seemed like a decent guy, though. I feel bad for him. I but he just doesn't have he doesn't have it, whatever it is. You said whatever it is. Um, oh, it's what yeah. it is. I don't know what else to call it. it. It's just that that it factor. He just doesn't have it. You know, uh, not I, to I change subject here. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. If you could, you could, whatever you were gonna say. Oh, uh, just I, I'm neutral with DeSantis. I don't like Nikki Haley one bit. I would be okay with Vivek. Obviously, I'd vote for him if it wasn't Trump. But Trump's my guy. That's all. No, that's not, yeah, you know, that's fine. Uh, and I'm not a, you know, I'm not a Trump, like, hater. I just am very, I'm very suspect. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big skeptic gal, proof. <laughs> I'm a big Yeah, but skeptic. he was in there for four years, and for three and a half of those years, everybody liked what he did. <laughs> yeah, and I think that I think that they do good things and they do bad things, you know. And I think that's with every administration, they at least do. Even if they're horrible, they at least do a little. But uh, bit but with Trump, good. Trump's biggest. Everybody will agree, Trump's biggest fault was uh, was Doctor Fraudy. Yeah, and that's another reason I can't get behind him because like I can't I can't trust him. I don't trust. It made me not trust him even more as soon as he supported. Well, now he's starting like, to finally <laughs> talk. And uh, I, I like what I'm hearing. So, uh, and Trump was a skeptic of gene therapies before all this. So, uh, Dr. Fraudy must have sold him some bunk, and he bought it. But now, now he finally sees it. So, it's it, it's for me. It's nice to see someone like Trump say I was duped, and uh, and now that he has a term under his belt and he's not a political figure so he knows the game a little bit more i'm i'm willing i'm willing to take what we had between 2016 and 2019 and and try and get that again you want to switch subjects uh, it's all yours Oh, I just wanted to mention on a, on a speaker that I would like to share some like really uh, good, cool news um, about a speaker that we brought on um, a couple months ago. One of the guest speakers that we had on our on our Tuesday night show. So I think you remember Mr. Pickens, uh, Michael Pickens. He uh, now has been successful in getting several naturopathic doctors that really believe that his the company that he was telling us about, the, you know, the CBD products, you know, he started making yes. CBD products because he found out that a lot of CBD products are actually their false advertising at the wrong uh, amount of, like, they're, like they're, they're not giving the right amount. They're actually way lower than what they claim they are. 
And he has now got several naturopathic doctors that believe that their products are um, needing to be endorsed um, and that are going to endorse his products because they have patients that have overcame cancer with the use of their high CBD RSO tinctures. And I think that that's so cool. And that made me so happy to see today. I just had to mention it. Okay. Well, that's awesome. I, I'm glad to see somebody getting a major success. Yeah, I saw that and I was just like, okay, yeah. Cause like, I'm so excited for the natural health movement to kick even further off, you know? Um, cause people thought we were kind of crazy, you know, pre COVID, you know, pre Corona, whatever that was, whatever COVID was, um, people thought we were crazy and, uh, you know, the crazy anti-vaxxers, you know, but, um, more and more people with the, with the injuries, I think they are kind of more gravitating towards the natural medicine. So I think this is the perfect, you know, um, time for, like companies like Mr. Tickens and like groups like your barefoot is legal group, like to really be drawing on the benefits, um, like, you know, all the health benefits from herbal medicine and just being outside and sitting on the ground. It makes me really excited for like the future of medicine. I just think it's funny, though, not not to go off, I guess, on too many tangents on it, because I, I don't want the whole show to be about my nonprofit that I run. But when I first started eight years ago, everybody would just say we were a bunch of crazies. And now, eight years later, everybody talks about the health benefits. We've legitimized yeah. it. Now, now it, it, it's... It's like, well, I understand the health benefits. I'm just too scared to do it, but I understand, and I'm not going to argue. So that, that's all I want. Just uh, we, we're not trying to convert people. We just want to to have our slice of the pie. That's all. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen the grounding documentary. Uh, yeah, I, I you... met with, with Clint Ober personally. That's the guy that, that made the documentary. He has a house here in Vegas. Oh, wow, that's super cool. What was that like? Uh, well, we, we, uh, we've gotten together, what, twice, three times? I forget how many. But, yeah, we've had meals together and discussed ideas for both of our projects. As a matter of fact, I could probably ask him to come on the show on a Tuesday. Yeah, would you like to ask him questions? I could book that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. That that's yeah, that makes me so excited. Like now that you're saying that, I'm like a little kid, like in a candy store, in a toy store, I would definitely love to ask that me questions. Okay. I'll uh I'll make that I'll see if I can make that happen. Yeah, and I will go ahead and start, like, this week uh, kind of looking up questions. I'm actually so excited right now. Like, I am probably going to watch the grounding documentary. <laughs> when we get done with the show, I'm going to watch it again for the third time. You know, the, the funniest thing ever is if people see me out 
they will say, hey, have you heard of Barefoot is Legal? That's the funniest thing to me. And then I tell them I'm the president of it. They laugh, and then I show them my business card. What's the craziest thing you've ever – I got to know. What is the craziest thing you've ever had somebody say to you because of it, like because of going barefoot? The craziest? Yeah, um, like the like the most like the the craziest like the craziest funniest and the most hateful thing that you've heard. You got to tell us those two things. Let's see. I had I was pumping gas once, and the guy that was pumping gas next to me said I was going to give him pneumonia because it was like fifty five <laughs> degrees out, and he offered to fight me, and I had to go inside and get the cashier because I didn't feel like getting in a fight while pumping gas in my car. Because my wife was in her car waiting for me to get done with the gas. And then I got some guy offering to fight me. He said that you being barefoot was going to give him pneumonia? Yeah. But then there's there's other stuff like, you should put flip-flops on because I don't want to see your feet. I'll tell you what what actually got me started back uh, like 25 years ago. It could be more than that. might be 1995, 1996, somewhere in there. Uh, I went into a Baskin Robbins once, and the manager said he couldn't serve me because there could be glass on the ground. And this was before Internet for me. So I looked at him, and I asked, well, what glass products are you selling in the ice cream? And then he said, we don't sell anything with glass, but a gang member can do a drive-by and shoot up all the windows in the building. Then how are you going to get out? Did I lose it's you? so weird. It's like they're coming at you with their hypotheticals. Yeah, so... Or I went into a UPS store. Well, it was called Mailbox, et cetera, back then. And they told me that they couldn't sell me anything unless I had flip-flops on because I can I can drop my purchase on my foot. Uh, I was buying stamps. And then there was one in Publix, the grocery store Publix, they told me that I should at least wear socks in case I drop a frozen turkey on my foot. That is so crazy. You should, you should like, if you haven't already, you should do like a compile. Like you could, you should compile. The Remember, you, you might not know me, heard. Adrian, you might not know me like that, but back in the nineties and the, the early to mid two thousands, I was a professional stand-up comedian. Yeah, you should compile all the funny reactions that you've gotten. <laughs> Why do you think Barefoot is Legal is successful enough, though? It's because I, I know how to take those experiences, and I know how to – I'm just one of the most persistent people that you're going to find. I, I Yeah, I love success. that. Those are my I want people, people to hear me. I'm not scared of uh, people telling me no, because if – if I don't get my message out there, then nobody's going to say anything. Nobody knows what whatever it is that you're interested in. 
Nobody knows that you're interested until you actually go out there and say something. And I'm, I'm not one of those people that I'm not worried about what some rando in some city that I'll never, ever see again in my life. I don't care what they think about me. What impact are they going to have on me? That's just like yeah, if I'm true. driving, no, 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 that's if I'm driving do, to, um... if I'm driving to Dallas and I have to stop at Albuquerque to get gas, do I really care what someone in a Love's truck stop is going to say to me? No. So that's just the way I look at it. Yeah, I mean, so the other day, me and my cousin had gone through a drive-thru. And, uh, no, 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 no. We, we, no, we went in a store, actually, and I brought a pocket constitution with me. Because I have so many to give, to give away proof, it's, like, not even funny. Like, I, we need to do some kind of a, hey, call in and, we'll, and be our guest, and I'll send you a pocket constitution or something. I have, like, a lot to give away. But... From a couple different organizations, too. So I'm kind of drowning a little bit. I mean, in pocket constitutions. I mean, like my stuff that is in storage. But I have quite a bit of them in storage and then um, (laughs) always with me. But we went into a store, and I was like, I'm going to ask this person if they want a pocket constitution. They didn't want it, but my cousin was like, I don't know how you just too much social anxiety for that. I don't know how you just like talk to people and just ask him that. And, you know, you just gotta just like after talking to somebody people, like you really don't even care anymore, you know? Because you're never gonna you're probably never gonna see him again. Right. Or if you and do that, that's the very, thing, and it doesn't matter what the issue is, we all just have to learn how to stop being cowards. And it's not about being mean. It's about you believe in something and you have to stand up for yourself. That's all. And uh, that is contagious. You know, boldness is contagious. Hey, uh, I'm going to need a couple minutes here. So I am, uh, I'm going to take a quick time out here. So there's a, uh, a video, uh, well, it's Freedom Tunes. We're going to listen to how math is racist. <laughs> I'll be right back. All right. Alright class, the administration's decided we need to make math more dumb. You know, for black people. What? We noticed black students were falling behind, so we've decided to change the definition of the word behind. Makes them feel a bit better about being black. I'm one of the top students in the class. When did black people ask you to make math stupid? Uh, listen up, Uncle Tom. You may like to crunch the white man's numbers, but your brother Clarence ain't with it, yo. Am I reaching you? Get your 
out of here. Yes, sir. I told you that blacks just ain't capable of the things white people is. That's right. Very good. Now listen up, students and homies. First question. If I go to the store and buy 300 basketballs and give away 32 of them, how many do I have left? 268. 268? Uh, Thurby. Um, Thurby. That's correct. Uh, Bob, would you mind toning it down? When you're good at math, it hurts the black students' feelings. It does not. I got the answer correct, too. Uh, shut up, cracker. I do declare their brains is just not predisposed to such kind of mathematizing as ours. I'm so proud of you for recognizing your privilege. If only the other white people in this room would. Enough! Clarence isn't learning because Clarence doesn't care. Or maybe his school sucks. But dumbing the lessons down won't make him good at math. It's just going to make us bad at it. Oh, we got America's favorite cookie over here, huh? Regular Oreo, black outside, white inside. Do you, do you approve of me? Does the black community approve of me? Do I have your approval? Approve of me? Would you approve of me? Approve of me? Appro- do you approve of me? Please approve of me? Please approve of me? I realize now how obnoxious I've been. Now that I see the world through black eyes. Become a member at freedomtunes.com for exclusive cartoons. All right, so I thought you might like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand how math is racist. Oh my gosh, I saw something in the paper the other day, and it said the blue foot, the what is it, the blue footed booby is being renamed because it's racist. Yeah, they they want to they want to. Uh, rename a lot of birds because uh, birds' names could be racist. Like a, a blackbird, for example. You can't have the word black. That's racist, even though the bird is nothing but black. I mean, I heard that they're renaming a bunch of birds. Oh, absolutely they are. So, uh, I owe you a couple of Broccoli Mans tonight because we didn't get to the one on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. So, you've got three now? Or just no, two? No, two. Yeah. Two? Yeah. So, I want to get into this when we get done. So, I, I'm going to play the first one here. Uh, I sent you the link. And if if you're able, if you have a Rumble account, I would love it if you could actually drop a comment because... The more comments means that the algorithm might open up on Rumble. I can make one. Okay. So if you're ready, we'll listen to the Broccoli Man and the Wiretap talk about digital currency compliance. When you're ready. Yeah, whenever you're ready, proof I'm ready. Oh, okay. I was waiting on you. Okay, so I'll go ahead and do it up. All right, we're going to count down. So three. Wait, hold on. Let me. All right, that's fine. Uh, we'll count down. Three, two, one. Action. 
has been a long week. I can't wait to go home and get in my jacuzzi. Hold it right there, green dude. I heard you have refused to trade your Federal Reserve notes for cashless digital currency, sir. We need you to get behind this central bank digital currency right away, green dude. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. That's finna be is a yes for me, dog. We needs to monitor and report every single thing you does with your money, sir. For all we know you could be buying things we do not authorize. Like ammunitions, gas stoves or making donations to the Donald Trump campaign, sir. We absolutely cannot as you are here on these mean streets purchasing anything you want or willy-nilly, sir. Of course I can. It is my money. I decide what I purchase with my own cash money. We are putting a stop to that green dude. At any moment we will be announcing the end of the US dollar. You will be told to transfer your Federal Reserve notes for our digital currency. We will be using the same currency for every single nation on planet Earth. This way we can all trade using the same monies. And also we can use the same computer system to monitor everyone in the world's purchases. This way green dude if you are wanting to send donations to the poor war-torn area of the Gaza Strip, we can decline that post haste as you will only be able to donate directly to Hamas or Hezbollah. If you are caught supporting Israel we will bring you to that FEMA camp. That does not exist. That just sounds like an excuse to take over the world's currency. Ain't it funky brother? I have 0% interest in trading out my cash for a worldwide digital currency. I almost forgot, sir. In order to obtain the digital identifier line in your digital currency, you will need a freedom microchip. We need to insert it right into your wrist. It is smaller than a grain of rice. You will need to scan your wrist every single time as you want to make a transaction, sir. And if you are caught doing anything illegal like voting for Donald Trump in an election we can turn off your microchip. If you are a Republican terrorist threat, we can detonate your microchip and remove your existence from living. Which is exactly why I am not getting a microchip. Which is exactly why you will be getting a microchip. We busies finally finna diddly ding dong dong got that kadunk dunk now green dude. You is really going to fall for my riz. It's getting late. Anyway, see you later wiretap. Is you stupid or so meeting green dude? I have not released you from my custody yet. You are coming with me to go CG. Globalist and let him tell you that you are required to get said microchip. You just need to say hubby hubby insert my chippy. Don't worry that will never happen. Don't worry that will happen. Now you will need to set up your digital wallet and a digital bank account. We like this a lot because the banking system is controlled by us. You will be required to have a digital ID and have a scan of you kumquats and ice cream cone. If you do this right now, there will not be a charge. When this is implemented, there will be a monthly fee to collect said photographs of your junk. Every three months we shall need an updated photograph of your junk. I will not comply. I even support idonotcomply.org. 
Ha ha green dude. That was almost funny sir. Complying is not submitting you can say no to sir. If you do not adhere to our central bank digital currency guidelines, we will take you to that FEMA camp sir. Even though we already established there are no such things as FEMA camps. From there you will be getting a Lysnica Freedom microchip. Try me and we will see what happens. Just for that unnecessary outburst you will have me run my hands through your long flowing mane. I need to verify you are not hiding any Federal Reserve notes inside your follicle sir. Now if you can remove your blouse, your bra, your dungarees, and your underoos, and you can place said garments right next to my person. Never. Now sir, you are hereby going to sing with me that hit song from yesteryear sir. There was a group called Sixpence None the Richer. They had a very big hit song called Chip Me. You mean kiss me? Why I would love to do that sir. But first, we need to sing this song first. Chip me. Beneath the milky twilight. Lead me out on the moonlit floor. Lift your open hand. Strike up the chip. And make the fireflies dance. Silver moon sparkling. So chip me. I need to get in my car and drive off from this. Hey green dude. I have great news. All vehicles made in 2026 and thereafter will have what is called a kill switch. Anytime that you say so missing on social media or if you are caught acting like a Republican. Or even if we catch you listening to Proof Negative or Tucker Carlson. We can shut your car off wherever you be it is and there is nothing you can do about that sir. We will be at it in our lair watching our computer screens as we shut down a new booker with someone in it who was caught using a bitcoin sir. Right after them crosses the Rosanna Bridge, we can shut the Uber off and leave you and the Uber driver stranded there. We will only turn on the Uber driver's car if him successfully tosses you out in the cold. Don't worry I will not buy any new cars until the tyranny is over. Don't you worry sir. We will retrofit every single car and make it costs more for you to put this cool switch on your car than if you bought a new car sir. And if you do not want a car, every single bus, train, subway, airplane, helicopter, motorcycle, oped, and bicycle will all have this technology. If you are caught not having a current Freedom Microchip with a good standing credit score, said transportation device will not activate. That plane could be grounded and every single persons on that transport will be notified thems will only be able to travel again when said malcontent is removed from said transport. We e coming for all you buyers niches and something that cares right now sir. We are finna turn that mother out green dude. Hey everyone. All this is going to happen unless we as humans say no. Please educate yourself. Check out the Proof Negative radio show. He is on weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Proof has on great guests, excellent co-host, and all the news you need to know about. Do not get stuck in line waiting to eat ZE bugs and scan your microchip. Go to freedomizerradio.com and check out the Proof Negative radio show. Also go to the schedule and check out all the other shows on freedomizerradio.com.
Number one of the best be doing that. You dolts and fuss budget needs to support the Democrat Party and get your lies like a freedom microchips. Do it right away so we can sort out who is with us and who needs to go to those FEMA camps. That we have told all the fake news is it does not exist and that will never exist. By the way, please do send your donation monies to support Michael Robinson Obama. Michael Robinson Obama is a very nice lady. Now, get out there and send me a photograph of all your ice cream cones and kumquats so you can be compliant with our crime syndicate. If you do not own kumquats on your person, we will need a close-up of whatever body part you have in that place. Remember we will need it to keep you safe from Republicans. Alright, so I hope that was okay. Yeah, we Adrian. got a new follow. Okay. Well, nothing wrong with that. Uh, Bianchi, welcome to the conversation, sir. Hello there. How you guys doing? I'm all right here, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be. Uh, I need to vacate here for like two or three minutes, though. I was just waiting for the cartoon to end. Uh, are you two able to hang out for just a couple minutes before I? Uh, when I come back? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll be right back. You guys take it. No, you was talking about uh, Trump and his reaction to the virus. Well, he had to act that way because he got a, would have got a negative response from the public or a response only that they was able to give because the public is ignorant to how these things work. No, I don't know. I just, if I was in a place, I would have done it. I don't care who would liked and who wouldn't have liked it. I would have ate it. And that is what it would have been for me had I been President Trump. And I wouldn't have cared who I lost as supporters and what kind of, like, platform that I lost because that I would have told the truth. And, you know, the truth is not very popular and like how many people died because they took the vaccine and, you know, sporting operation warp speed. I just feel like, you know, if he is genuine, he's not a part of the establishment, then he should have went against that. He went against operation warp speed and he should have went against Dr. Fauci, but he did not. And he shut the country down and he said, you know, we're going to get a vaccine and, you know, like, you know, like, I mean, so many people died from that vaccine. Well, the thing is, is this, is that the news media were reported that Donald Trump is not taking wise advice, professional advice. And another thing, the federal government <clears throat> can't make you take vaccines. They can't make you take aspirins. They can't make you get involved in anything of that nature. So what you have is a public that's not only ignorant to how viruses work, but they're also ignorant on how the government works. Government had no business telling people that they need to stay home. The government had no business telling OSHA to take on the responsibility of protecting the job from the people rather than protecting the people from the job. 
That was the circumstances that existed at the time. And if you ever want to know who's behind these pharmaceuticals and that, you go to a website, financeyahoo.com. If you put in, once you're there, put in a, a stock symbol, like, for instance, Pfizer, P-F-E, it up points, pops information on that corporation. And what are you typing in? I'm actually going to do that right now. What's it called? Can you spell it out? It's, it's finance, financeyahoo.com. I know it very well because I'm a trader. My own personal. I don't work for no brokerage company or no hedge fund. When you get to uh, when you get to that page where it shows you the price of the stock and so on and so on, across the top, underneath the price, it'll have a list of pull downs, like summary company insights, chart, conversation, statistics, historical data, profile. You want to click profile. Then it, it will reveal to you the key executives. And those are ones that's the movers and the shakers of that company. And some names you might recognize. Now, if you want to find out more about them, what you have to do is Google their name. And information will come up on them that will tell a big story of what's going on and why they're involved with their company. People got the ability to do that themselves because when it comes down to SEC regulations, when you make your 8K, what they call an 8K report, they have to reveal all that information of who's the major stockholders, how many shares they own, and blah, blah, blah. So there you go. All right. I made it back in one piece, so I, I'm here. Anyway, thank you, Pianchi, for coming in. What did I miss? Or did you have anything you wanted to talk to me about? Well, I was telling her how she can go to Finance Yahoo and put in a stock symbol of a pharmaceutical and then how you can go into the portfolio and it will tell you who the key executives are. You can Google their names and find find out other information about them and might tell you who else they are involved with. Vanguard and BlackRock is involved with just about everything there is. Yes, there is a documentary that is good on that and literally explains how they own almost every freaking thing. Well, absolutely. And you can find out who the key executives are with Vanguard. Now, you're not going to be able to find out individual stockholders because you yourself could be an individual stockholder in Vanguard. But the major ones, yes, you can And you begin to see how intertwined all this is. 
is very, very intertwined. Intertwining gives that company a lot of leverage and a lot of power, especially political power. That's what the it's what your politicians want to end up in Washington. Because lobbyists for these companies will come to them and try to get favorable this, favorable that. Foreign companies, countries will come to them and try to be able to get what's called entity status with the trade departments. Entity status that will allow them to import into the United States without paying any duties or tariffs. All sorts of things that they go about doing. If you're a U.S. company and you're doing manufacturing in another country, for instance, like Ghana, well, to declare yourself organic, the stipulations and regulations have to apply throughout the nation beyond your locale of manufacturing. Well, they get lobbying. And that's very, very difficult to meet, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. But what they do, their lobby will come lobby a congressperson to give them exempt status, whereas only their location has to meet the standards. Not the entire country, like it reads, but only their location. And for doing that, they'll make contributions to that congressperson. And the contributions that they have in their war chest, they don't have to spend it all on their own personal war chest. They can help other candidates, too, of their liking. And then they can hire their relatives where nepotism comes into play and who knows what else. That's how that works. over Trump or any other president had a said that they wasn't going to go along with the advice coming from the the, uh, uh, the specialists at the time relation in the United States who as I said before is ignorant would have turned against him Congress would have turned against him so he's in a catch 21 he's in a catch a 22 position. And the federal government, as I mentioned before, federal government has no authority to tell you to take a vaccine. Now, people look for that and allow that to happen. Well, I don't know what you can do with people like that. They're ignorant. I do think it's hilarious, though, Pianchi, that Bill Gates is now the largest shareholder of Budweiser, and he's still losing money hand over fist. There's nothing saving that franchise right now. Well, people boycott it. I mean, it's a horrible year. Let's just talk about it. It's literally, it's literally a step, just one step up from Bud Light. I mean, they're both horrible. Well, Anheuser-Busch owns Bud Light, so that, uh, that is them. Horrible beer. I don't know. I don't drink alcohol, so I, I 
I know it's terrible. When, An- when Anheuser-Busch was being ran by the Bushes, the things that I see going on or have heard about, mm-hmm. August Bush never would allow that, nor his son. But they're no longer the owners of that company. It was a marvelous company. It was. It was a first-class operation. Hey, do you remember Billy Beer back in the day? Yeah. So, uh, Adrian, you won't know this, but Jimmy Carter's brother, Billy, had a, had a beer called Billy Beer for a while. Absolutely. And he was involved in trailer homes, too, mm-hmm. there in St. Peter's in St. Louis. I don't know if you're a beer drinker at all, but uh, I, I used to know all my beer brands. I, I miss the Lowenbrow commercials. Well, I'll I tell like you what. Kava, really? Oh, go ahead, Pianchi. No, what I will say, you know, I, I was done commercial construction, and we had projects there at Hazard Bush plant in St. Louis. And at lunchtime, we go on the floor where the tanks were, mm-hmm. and we take our thermostat, thermostat, but our thermal bottle, go over to the tank and turn the tap and fill it up. That was some of the best stuff you ever taste, Mr. Proof. I'm not a beer drinker now, neither, but I sure did drink that. I don't know. Back Maybe beer in the '80s tasted better than it does now, but I uh, I can't justify buying anything that's out now. Yeah, I know. Back in the old days, people in the neighborhood was to give their kids a bucket, and they go to the brewery, and the brewmasters they had it so that they would fill the bucket up for a nickel or something like that, and they walk back home with the beer in the bucket, and they have it for dinner. But uh, and they used to have tours, and at the end of the tour, you go to uh, the welcoming spot where you could sit at the bar, and they give you a free beer. Hmm. I I've been to the Coca Cola Museum a couple times, one here in Vegas and one in Atlanta. That was interesting. Yeah, Coca-Cola's been around a long time. Both of those companies do a lot of philanthropic work in the communities, too. But things have changed. And well, as now, usual, now, and now their whole goal is to be less white. Yeah, they they take on the wishes of the activists and what we call the woke community, mm-hmm. and they get in trouble. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's wise to leave well enough alone. So I brought this up earlier, Pianchi, and maybe you might have some insight on here. I I said earlier that you could tell 
not even with the Democrat wearing a scam on their face, uh, but you could tell who's a Democrat just by listening to them talk, uh, because Democrat people tend to be more angry at the world than Republicans are, or people not involved in politics. People that are Democrats tend to just be angry all the time. Well, likelihood is that thing they're working for, especially in their ability to take out wealth out of the economics of the nation. Mm-hmm. If you got persuaded into the wrong type of profession and you paid a arm and a fist to get that degree, well, it's not going to pay off. You don't do the research. Then the next thing is that these Democratic-ran school districts and these strongholds that they have, kids not being educated. Like you was talking about math earlier. You had Oregon, the governor was saying that math is racist. And I think they said somebody in California said the same thing. Yeah. Now you got people to hear that and believe it. So when your child... Come out of high school, if they ever get out, well, they cannot meet the demands that's required for them to pull a land a high paying, highly sought after job. So they have to settle. And when they have to settle, they find out that what settling pays, it don't allow them to live the lifestyle that they think they deserve and should have given to them, and they can't cut the mustard. What they make don't barely care. I mean, look at what rents cost. Somebody was telling me that a studio apartment going for $1,600, $2,400. But good gracious yeah. of life. Who in the heck wants to afford that? But they have to. I don't know how people afford that, but what about, uh, I, I like how Governor Gruesome admitted that he's cleaning up the, uh, he's cleaning up San Francisco because Xi Jinping is going to be there. A $2,400 a month resident requires a $15 an hour job. Um, for 40, for 160 hours. That's where, that is mm-hmm. if you're working full-time. Well, what's, then so what do you got to live off of? You have to make, you don't have to make at least $30 an hour, 15 to pay for the rent, and another 15 for other incidentals. And that's what if about you're taking the bus to work. Yes, what about your insurance? Your Obamacare, how much, look how yeah. much that costs. Food. So we in a hell of a predicament. And seemingly nobody gives a damn. At some point in time, all this is going to back up. Just like when you're driving down the street in, inclement, not in the highway in inclement weather and you run into fog. And the next thing you know, you start hearing all the boom, 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 boom. And now you got a hell of a pileup. Well, that's what's going to happen with the economy. 
the way it's going. If the politicians have the mindset that the debt, well, we won't pay it. Well, why don't we let consumers not pay their debts and keep their money in their pockets? Because the only way that their mind is to pay is by raising taxes. Well, here we go again. Yeah. If you raise taxes, comes an expense for any business. Well, they're going to pass that expense on to you. You're being hit with increase in price of your consumables, plus you're being hit with added money being deducted from your gross pay, thus by leaving you with less net pay to take home to pay for those consumables. That seems like that's awful easy to figure out to me. Yeah. I need to vacate again. I'm not having a good night. Um, I'll be right back, you guys. And, Pianchi, when I come right back, I actually have a discussion I want to get with you about. Just give me a couple minutes here. So, Pianchi, you're on pretty regularly. Tell me about yourself. I'm a grandfather. He didn't expect me to live around the age I am and haven't witnessed all the things that I've witnessed, therefore I can give you what's called primary source information. <laughs> so what did it do? So are, are you in the Las Vegas area too? No, I'm in the Midwest. All right. I live in the South Park, Missouri. Okay, okay. I think it's going to be the South. If there's a saving of the country, it's going to have to come from the South because those northern states, the population, they seemingly don't have a clue. And the further northeast you go, it becomes more lackadaisical. But, you know, it still all goes back to key things like education. Edu- who are you allowed to educate your children? Who do you allow to basically indoctrinate them with these ideologies on how things should be? And all time, more times than not, when they become of age to make their own decision, and the decisions make it is usually made off of irrational points and emotions. We have what we have. All right. So, uh, Pianchi, I wanted to ask here because, uh, and you were saying, Adrian, that you've met a lot of people that uh, that were Bernie fans. Oh, not Bernie fans. No, no. I said I voted for Bernie my very first 18th I'm talking about back in the day. (laughs) Not right now. I'm talking about back when you were a Bernie supporter at first. 
Oh, yeah. There was a lot of young people that were Bernie fans. So, and, uh, you know, and this was was the question I had with the Bernie fans. And they this is the one question that was a huge stumbling block for them. Because the main thing with Bernie supporters was we need to tax the rich. I'm sure. I'm sure you've heard Bernie say that. That's that's like his big thing he runs on. We got to make the rich pay their fair share. So, Adrian, do you know what happens if we quote unquote tax the rich? Things are going to go up. So, uh, Pianchi, Democrats don't seem to learn that, do they? No, they don't. See, that's an old emotional rising cliche that they use. Tax the rich. You know, uh, it's a permanent rally cry. That's what it is. Well, yeah, it is because people think that the rich don't pay what you call the rich don't pay taxes. And actually, most of the taxes is probably paid by a small percentage of the taxpayers in this country. Most people, I mean, like when you have things like earned income tax credit, that's ridiculous. That is totally ridiculous. So that old rally cry, I'm going to make Just for our audience, because we have new listeners all the time, let me just share here, just and then Pianchi will finish up, that if you say when Jeff Bezos was the – the CEO of Amazon, and you told Jeff Bezos that we're going to tax you an extra 10% because you're rich. So what happens is that Jeff Bezos would say, okay, you could tax me 12, uh, 10%, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to raise Amazon Prime 12% to cover that 10%. And then I'll, I'll have a little bit left over, so I'll make more money now. The top ten percent of the top ten percent of income earners whose threshold is about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, they pay seventy four percent of all income taxes. I mean that's just the way it is. When you look at the scales and it's not a secret, people don't seemingly want to do that. But it shows you that the, that top percent of income earners pay 74% of the taxes. And the top 25% paid almost 89% of the taxes. Now, if you raise taxes on them, what happens if they just stay out of the job market for a year or two or three? Or they leave, like Tina Turner does. They just left. Yeah. Yeah, if Mark Zuckerberg really wanted to, it would be very easy for him to just say, you know what, I'm not going to service the United States, and now we're a China-based company. Right. And income tax is an expense item for a corporation. And corporations get to write off their expenses because it's the cost of doing business. 
if you started selling snowballs in the front yard, okay, well, your gross taxes is minus the cost of electricity to chop up the ice, the cost of syrup for the flavors, the cost for cups, the cost for spoons, the cost for napkins, the cost for yard space rent, all that is deducted from your gross taxes, including the income tax of the company. Yes. Well, if you raise the income tax of the company, they're just going to write it off, and it's going to be reflected in the cost of your snow cone. I mean, that's just the way it works. But how how come one, how come half of America does not understand that? Well, because they've been duped. The best place for taxes is in your pocket. At one point in time, tax the taxes to run the federal government was apportioned amongst all of the states. Other words, if it costs a thousand dollars to run the government for one year. Well, that $1,000 was divided up amongst however many states it was. Say it was 20 states. Well, $1,000 divided up by 20 is what each state paid toward running the government. Well, sometimes, someplace around the early part of the 1900s, all that stuff went bye-bye and has led us to be where we are today. And really, basically, if you look at the debt, how that is applied to the U.S. citizen, well, it's simple. All, all citizens, the debt is divided by all citizens, and it shows you what you owe on it. Then it's divided by the taxpayers because they're the one that's working. That shows you how much you owe on it. And you're talking about some big figures there that if you had to take them on on any purchase, I don't think you'd be willing to do it. No. And and you can't tell these people anything. They they honestly think that uh, it's it's always a carrot. That tax the rich is just a carrot to get half of America to go with you. You know, I was looking at some numbers here back in August. The U.S. debt being at about $33 trillion, that amounts to about $98,000 per U.S. citizen or $254,000 for taxpayers. Okay. Yeah. The interest on the debt in 2023 amounts to $74,000 per taxpayer. So so you got the interest on the debt and you got the debt. 74,000 per citizen, 98,000 per citizen on the debt. Well, hell, that's $174,000. If you carried it out for 10 years, that's $17,000 a year. Carried it out for 20 years, what are you talking about $8,500 a year? that you, they're going to get out of you one way or the other. 
But that ain't half the story because there's another line item called unfunded liabilities. Unfunded liabilities is what people have signed on to, like Social Security, Medicare, and pensions for government workers that is going to have to be paid at some point in time. And presently, unfunded liability is $193 trillion. That's 576000 per taxpayer. I mean, that's what the numbers say. Mm-hmm. United States don't have no $173 trillion. United States income in 2027 would be about $4 trillion per year. The interest on the debt would be around $2 trillion. So even if you took all your income and applied it to one of those line items, well, you don't have anything else or anything else. Do the math. USDebtClock.org. Pretty accurate. Is not no Alex Jones website, no Louis Farrakhan website. It's put there by the U.S. Treasury. I mean, you guys should be able to believe them. You know a thing that needs to be asked? The interest on the debt, where in the hell is that going to? Because the U.S. Treasury should be able to perform those duties with no interest on the debt, no interest whatsoever. So who gets that interest? That's the $64,000 question. What I want to know here is how we owe China so much money and people don't think that China is going to ever take property because they're not going to get their money back. Well, if a country borrows money from... I mean, I would say they're already taking property because they're buying up farmland here. Yeah, but that's not confiscating. That's buying. And that's U.S. Chinese citizens who are getting money from their government in order to buy those properties. I mean, because blood is thicker than water. But if you borrow money as a country from the IMF or the World Bank, and you falter, well, they're going to come in, and for instance, if they the money was lent to build a railroad passenger train, they're going to come in and manage that themselves until they take the profits to pay off what you owe. If it's something else, they're going to take out your natural resources to pay off what you owe, plus other expenses to go along with happen to do that. That's what they do. That's what you have to sign off to. There's no way you can stop them because usually if they're bigger than you to the point where you can't borrow money from them, they're bigger than you to the point where they can fight off any resistance that you put up. In other words, they got bigger guns than you do. In many cases, some of these countries have had what's called debt forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But due to improper and reckless leadership, what they were forgiven for that they owe within a small period of time, well, the debt comes right back again. Hell, you see that with all these people coming from these Southern American countries. 
Look at the money that the United States in aid gives to Venezuela. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars that's given to them to fight or help alleviate the problem that these people say they are fleeing from. Well, that can't be true. That can't be true because the money that has been given to this country until Trump got in, Trump cut the cut the aid because he said, if we if you got your people leaving, running from what we have been giving you aid for, what's the good of giving you the aid? And that's what goes on. It's ridiculous. Then when they come, they own some program that pays them. I don't know, some people say $9,000 a month or something like that, free phone, transportation, free education. That's a bunch of bull crap. Where is your American? What did Bernie say about that? Bernie's a socialist. Socialist programs do not work in the long run. One thing they do is create animosity. What about that person that pulled their own way to get the education that they got, saved, sacrificed, and all of a sudden up pops somebody that you're going to give it away to them, especially you give it away to taxpayers' money of those that done it the right way. You're giving it so away here's, their here's tax dollars to those who got their hands out. Like for the free health care. If they wanted to give out free health care, then they got to cut something out of the budget. Uh, let us break even, and then we could talk about paying for health care, but not when you're 30-something trillion in debt. How are you going to pay for it? Well, Let's get a budget surplus. Then then we can decide what the surplus is made for. If a government is going to pay for health care, then the government should have the right to tell you what you should consume and how you should live your life. Exactly, which is why you, I don't want it. And we'll never yeah, have government it because the government you. won't ever balance a budget like that. No, they they can tell you you can't go jump off a bridge with a bungee cord tied to your ankle. They'll tell you you can't have a pizza with three three cheeses on it. And if you do, you got to pay more. All that information is going to be on digital cards that have your information on it. So if you call up Pizza Hut and you get a certain pizza and you give them your number, well, up's going to pop that. You're not supposed to eat this. Therefore, you should have a surtax tacked on to what you're paying, 10 15 20% surtax. So your pizza is going to cost 20% more than somebody who's not in those categories. Do people think about these things? I guess not. Bernie Sanders is a socialist. Bernie Sanders says things because he knows it's a buzz turn on to those that think along those lines. Socialism don't work. I tell you another thing that don't work. Free trade with outside countries don't work. It should be fair trade. If you sell me a hundred dollars worth I will expect you to buy $100 worth from me. But that ain't the way it goes. Other countries want to have free access to America's market. Countries like China will artificially 
set the value of their currency, thus by artificially mm-hmm. lowering the price of the goods that they're trying to sell to Americans' consumers. Go home and do an inventory and see how much stuff you got around the house that come from China. You're contributing to your own demise. So, anyway, that's what I have to say. No, that's true, though. Adrian, you still here? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just listening. Okay. I'm just looking through notes here to see what else uh, I want to go over today. I tell you another thing that kills off a society is when they kill off their future members of society through all sorts of means, including abortion. But who's going to run the country in the past? And then if you bring people from the outside, believe me, their thought patterns is going to come with them. The old cliche that blood is thicker than water. It is. I mean, from a physical standpoint, it is. From an ideology standpoint, culture standpoint, it is. It's thicker than water. When these immigrants come in, one of the things they do is they keep and maintain their cuisine, what they like to eat. Well, they import that back from the country that they come from. And they prepare those dishes for their own members, their own blood. And they don't buy stuff unless they necessarily have to that's manufactured by Americans. They don't do it. Well, a lot of times the money that the illegals make, they spend they, they spend probably at least half their paycheck or more sending money back home to their country. They send money back home to their country thus allowing their country to develop at a above-normal pace. I mean, I don't, now, I don't know if I agree with that, y'all. Like, I mean, like, they're trying to help their families out, you know what I mean? Just, like, people here. Like, I have a friend from the Marine Corps, you know, and she would send money to her, her family in Mexico, and, you know, she was helping them out. I'm I mean, saying that, that, that's like, what I'm kind not of saying person would they be? I'm saying that's what they do. I'm not saying it's bad by any stretch. That's just when you have illegals, that that's what they spend their money on, sending their money back home. It just gets me, well, though, know. how Ecuadorians' biggest export is Ecuadorians. And why is that? Yeah. And not only that, if they're in the country illegally, then assets that they accumulate while in the country illegally can stand to be seized. Drug dealers that accumulate property, cars, boats, blah, 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 the feds would come in and seize it because it was acquired through illegal activity. 
No, that's what illegals are doing. They're not supposed to work. That's why they don't have Social Security cards. They don't qualify because they're not a U.S. citizen. Yeah, but the thing is now is that when Brandon gives these people a, a legal in, they're no longer illegals. So now well, it's it's Brandon don't have uh, the right to change the law. Only people that can change laws mm-hmm. is Congress. So what he's doing is illegal. Nobody say nothing. If Trump did it, hell, you wouldn't be able to go to sleep. You'd have loud horns going up and down the streets talking about the legal stuff, illegal and evil stuff that he's doing. But when Brandon does it, nobody pays no attention. That's because you've been conditioned by your input of media to look at Donald Trump as an evil person, whereas the evil person is Brandon and what he stands for, that party. I mean, who the heck would let you try going into some other? You can't go down to Mexico and do the things that Mexicans do when they come here. You can't work ahead of a Mexican, that's for sure. You can't protest and, and carry an American flag, that's for sure. They don't allow it. You can't own property. Hell, you can't even own a church unless the government approves it. Well, I remember Kurt Haskell being on here, and he said if you move to Costa Rica as an immigrant, you're not even allowed to work. You have to make your own money another way. Nobody's you allowed to hire you military. because you're not a, 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 a permanent citizen. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. My uh, friend was wanting to move to Costa Rica. I'll have to, like, share that. Oh, you got to start your own you business or, or work online for a company or something. You can't you, you can't just go to a, a, a supermercado and expect to stock shelves there. Yeah, you can't join the military or the police. Like they do Costa Rica, they do you know Costa Rica does not have a military? I did not. So somebody around, somebody around there is providing for them. You know those countries in the southern hemisphere, they belong to the OAS, with the Organization of American States. Yeah. That's their United Nations. So why come those nations don't do what they should be expected and form a they're in the United Nations Army to go after those corrupt leaders in those gangs. Because the United States taxpayer will pay it, that's why. If we didn't have to pay the taxes that we pay, we would be so much better off. Yeah, but every other nation... Every other nation would have to pay it, though. These nations that we provide military for, they don't have to go through the process of building aircraft carriers and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They just call the United States up and push them, give them some pennies. 
The federal government is not supposed to own no more land than what's stipulated in the Constitution. Ports, forts, and magazines. They're not supposed to own all the, the western states like they do. They're not supposed to have control over your exploration and extraction of natural resources in your state and charge mm-hmm. a fee for those companies that want to engage in that activity. That fee should go to that state, not the We're federal government where they turn around. Huh? We're going to see a lot more of that. What we're talking about, like owning the western states, you know, and all those parks. We're going to see the state parks expanding, a lot more conservation movements. That's going to give the feds more land. That's that Agenda 21. Uh, that's that. That's that stuff they're doing. Well, states should take control of that themselves and hire their own state members to manage it and work it. Not the federal government, because when you get a federal government that money, they give it to Ukraine hmm. or other entities that's not of your benefit. Matter of fact, sometimes they turn around and use it against you, like Waco and Bundy's. So Bernie don't say nothing about that because it doesn't fit the script for the people who's listening to him and their limited understanding of what's really going on. Sorry, I was, uh, that was, I had a thought and I lost it. You know, you had the American businesses going offshore into other countries, building factories. Well, if they leave, they can't take that factory with them. And they can't bring their workforce. They got to hire that country's workforce. Therefore, you teaching them how to do something today that they probably wouldn't never been able to do for the next 50 years. You allowed them to leapfrog over all the trials and tribulations, successes and failures that the American companies experienced. Well, what happens then? Now all of a sudden they become a competitor. When you look at the tactical jets that China has, hell, if you close one eye, you think you're looking at American tactical jets. That's because they copy. That allows them to leapfrog. And next thing you know, they are challenging you. I mean, that's just nature. Human beings want to be able to beat up somebody when they get the capability. They go to the gym and train daily, run the miles. They get in there, and then they ready to they they all that they they want to beat up somebody. I want to see what I can do. 
Well, you want to see what you can do against the top dogs. That's what it's about. You're not going to beat up somebody that's in 10th place. You want to beat up the people that's in first place. Yeah. In public spaces in China, they have a running debt clock of the United States. Just like they're in New York in Times Square. They got that big billboard there on that triangular block that puts out the information. Well, in China, they have information billboard of U.S. debt. And every time it eclipses a certain point, the crowd cheers. Mm-hmm. Why are they cheering? Because they know that the United States is creating to its own demise thus by knocking it out of position that China wants to move into. That's what it's all about. That's where you get into the cliche that blood is thicker than water. You don't want the United States to not be the number one player on the world scene. I don't think that people really know what that's going to lead to. You got pensions and savings and expectations. They're going to disappear to a degree, maybe not entirely, but they're not going to be the same. People that's on pension, that's enjoying their elderly years, all of a sudden they're going to have to come out of that and try to find a job competing with who? Young people. It's not going to be jobs just for elderly and jobs for young. No, they're going to be competing for jobs against young people. Or either just die. Did you hear that, that today Brandon just allocated another $10 billion over to Iran? Yeah, that's why you know there's something going on there. Iran is trying to become a world manufacturer of commercial jets, which right now Boeing holds the spot. Boeing hires American engineers and other skilled tradespeople. Boeing holds the spot that when countries want to by commercial jets. They come to Boeing in particular. So what happens when another player comes on the scene where they want to sell to the Muslim world, developing world? Well, then you lose out. What you going to do? You went to college, you get a degree in certain fields that's needed in the production of those type of goods, commercial jets. Now what you going to do? You got debt, which comes with trying to live the American lifestyle, or raising a family, sending your kids to school, providing them with the resources that they need so that they can start off ahead of you and not beneath you. You know, a child should be able to start off ahead of where their parents 
are presently of the grandparents, surely ahead of where the greatest extent that they was able to achieve. But if you can't do that because of the circumstances that we see, not what you're going to do. That's burning that with your socialist idea. It sounds good, but like, unlike the commercial, sounds good, tastes great. Well, them ideas may sound good, but when you go to taste them, they don't taste too good. They don't taste great at all. Well, I don't think Bernie's going to be running again. And then you got to look, too, at those 2 million-plus Americans that's caught up in the prisons, jails, and justice system. In many cases, not all, but many cases, it was because of circumstances that they found themselves in and never planned for. And because they're dirt poor, they have to sell for plea deals. They came up through a poor education system, like we find in some of these major cities, where they are not able to compete. It's one thing if you don't want to, but if you want to, and you're not given what you need to have to compete, something that you don't have no control over for a whole host of circumstances. Your child should be able to stand on their two feet and compete. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do with these two million plus that's in these prisons and that? I mean, it's really ridiculous what they're seeing. Here we are in prison, and you bring in people from outside of the country, some who are prisoners, prisoners, and look at the opportunity that you're presenting them compared to your own American citizens. Should not that American citizen be allowed to try? Should they not be rehabilitated where they can come out of those confinements and be able to contribute to the well-being of the country? I mean, isn't that the moral and ethical thing to do? We always talk about it. Not only are you giving aid to these other countries, but when the people flee up here, and you really don't know the reason why, they ain't going to tell you the truth. You're giving them more money. But that poor American citizen that's locked up in these confined spaces, they are told to just bear and grinning. That's a shame. That is really a shame. I don't know how we fix it. Because all of our ideas, nobody's going to hear us. No, I disagree. I think that there is always a way to get out a message and get people to see things. Um, You know, people just receive things differently. So it's a matter of 
what does this person need to hear to make things click? You know what I mean? Like, everybody's different. Let's see what else we have here. So we discussed the Iran. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but North Andover, Massachusetts, they took down the American flag so that they could put the Palestinian flag up until December 9th. Well, they shouldn't have took down the American flag for any other flag. Now, if they wanted to cojourn a space, which they already do in some areas, where they fly a whole compadre of flags of other countries, but the American flag is there in the middle and it's at its highest peak. Mm-hmm. That there is some astronine thinking. Hell, they yeah, fly that, the ELM flag. But that, that city voted 61% for Brandon, though, so... So that that's where their head is. Only thing, well, you know, what we can do and what we do is just look at that and shake our heads. I mean, that's about it. It's just like you've seen some scenes during the protest. You've seen one young man climb a flagpole, take down the American flag, and hung a Mexican flag. Right. If he was in Mexico doing that with an American flag, they would have shot him down off the pole. Yeah, but here, if you say you like the American flag, then you're you're considered a uh, someone that the United States wants to get rid of. Well, you know, under any normal circumstances of the proper purpose, that's a sign of surrender. That's yeah. a sign that you've been conquered. That is true. Well, once you don't have a flag and you don't have a border, then you have no country. But that that's what the globalists want. They want everybody to forget that there's countries and you just have one global government and they're in charge of it. Where's Joanne at? She was she That's tomorrow? Wednesdays. Joanne's on on Wednesdays. Oh, okay. How's Vito doing? I haven't talked to him since the last time you you talked to him here on the on the show. I told you a friend of mine lost his leg. I told you that, didn't I? No. A guy I've been knowing for a long time. I've been trying to, I've been dialing the number for a year or so. So I drove his number last week and he called me back. He said, Pianchi, I almost lost my life. Hmm. I said, what happened? I lost a leg. You lost a leg? Yeah. So what happened is a wart formed on the bottom of his foot. Like a cyst. Mm-hmm. So he didn't pay no attention to it, you know. So 
feel after a while it would go away. But what happened? It got bigger. Then it burst. <clears throat> Started oozing. So what he done, he made some appointment to go to the hospital. This is in St. Louis. So he put on some thick socks. And either the day or the day before he's going to go to the hospital, he went in the kitchen and seen dirty dishes, so he started cleaning up the place and looked at the floor. The floor was needed to be mopped, so he got a bucket and mixed up his concoction. You know, that's when people put a cleaner and pour bleach in it and whatever. Mm-hmm. He mopped the floor, went into the living room, laid down, got up, went back in the kitchen. The kitchen wasn't dry, and it kind of soaked his socks. Well, that's where the problem occurs. It started getting in his blood, responding, and then what was going to be a routine trip to the hospital became an emergency. And he kept getting dizzy and stuff. So he got to the hospital. I think he said he's passed out. And when he woke up, one leg was missing. So he passed out again. I guess you would, too. You look down, your leg was gone. But it come to find out that his leg became septic, according oh, yeah, to the septic, nurse. Huh? Yeah. So, but wait a minute. Guess this now. He's in a room, and next room's another patient over there, and that patient is coughing and stuff. And The nurse got to go through his room to get to hers, I mean, the, the other patient. And when she came back, she he asked, hey, what's wrong with that person over there? She said, oh, they got COVID. And he said, well, if they got COVID, you're not supposed to be passing through my room. And she said, oh, don't worry, you got COVID too. And he said, I don't have no COVID. He said, yes, she do. So what she done, she called a floor nurse who operates the portable x-ray to come into the room and x-rayed his chest. And the nurse said, that's it right there. That's COVID. Right there on the screen. So I'm thinking that maybe it was the COVID. Now, he didn't take no shots. Maybe it's right. the COVID that caused the cyst because, you know, sometimes people will have, like, cysts that occur on their back, on the side of their hip, and it swells up, and you can squeeze it, and this awful smelling pus will come out. I'm thinking that might have been what, what it was. I don't know. But he's missing a leg now. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I told you about what happened to me when I was in the hospital in February. What happened? So uh, I was out for a good two weeks here on air. Uh, I had an issue where I ate something at a restaurant that that disagreed with me so bad that I I had holes in my knee and on uh, both of my feet. And I ended up going to the hospital, and every doctor told me I was going to lose at least one leg and maybe two. This was just a few months ago in February. So nobody thought that I'd recover from this. So I just studied my best on how to heal my body. 
my blood sugar was at 13.8 when they got me in there. And uh, so I, I, I did the, the uh, what do you call that? The, I can't even believe I don't know what it is now. I had the six weeks of, of uh, an IV in my arm. And uh, I had home health care nurses that came by. And everybody was so certain that I wouldn't know how to, how to heal myself. And, and when that was over, I was basically done. I, I, I was discharged. The doctor that originally told me I was going to lose my legs called my other doctor, who I, I see on a, on a regular basis, she was very upset that she did not get a call to amputate me. And when he said, well, there's nothing amputated, he's fully healed and discharged. Oh, she read him the riot act and said, how dare you let him? Because you're the doctor. You need to tell him what needs to do, and he's going to listen to you. That's what they expect. So I, you, have to, you have to be your own advocate, and you have to learn on your own. I don't just blindly let a doctor dictate to me what body parts I'm going to lose. I'm going to do all the research I need to do to make sure that I stay in my proper person. Well, yeah, I agree with that because I had an orthopedic surgeon who wanted to remove my knee and replace it with an artificial. I said, no, came in the world with this knee, I'm going to die and go out with this knee. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they will try to do that. But you ever figure out exactly what it was that uh, yeah, caused the I have, that an, I have an issue with foods that are, are too fatty. Mm. So there, there's something like uh, some chicken, if it's too fatty, uh, maybe a sausage. It might, it might not even be meat. It's just something with, with a certain kind of fat that my body is not digesting at this time. And so that's when I have issues. Yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah, as long as I have my diet under control, I'll be okay. But but, uh, I I learned what vitamins to take. I'm not. They they swore to me that I I I'd be lost without metformin, and I've never taken a metformin in my life. And my my blood sugar, I'm I'm due to have it tested actually. Uh, but the last time I tested, I was at six one, which diabetic is six seven and over. So I'm I'm in the middle of what's called pre-diabetic. But from 13.8, that, that's a big step down. But you have to learn how to, how to research your own vitamins and, and supplements, and you have to implement it. And if sugar's the cause of something, between the sugar and the fat, I had to cut a lot of that out, and, uh, and my body healed up fairly well. Well, yeah, you got to 
know you more so than anybody else do. Well, the doctor's just looking at it uh, from a money, not just a money standpoint, but they, they want the easiest road possible. They, they don't want to do any research because research is time and research is money. And they, they're not going to teach you about supplements. That's, that's your job. Their job is to just find the easiest way to placate you. Well, always the best. And, you know, when, when I was coming up in grade school, there were things that we learned about the body, bacteria, viruses, hygiene. They don't teach that anymore. I wasn't afraid of a virus because we have been taught coming up in school exactly the ins and outs of viruses. Yeah. And the best vaccine is that which your body produced called an immune system. Now, from time to time, it may need a little help and support. But normally, unless you are of some special condition, those things work very well. If they didn't, we as a human species would have long since disappeared. See, a lot of the issue, though, is that, see, and I've tried my best to eat healthy, but people don't know how much sugar is in the average diet now. And I thought I was taking care of it. But there, there's way too much sugar. And if you're not paying attention, it, it will overrun you. Not only too much sugar, you got way too much salt, too. They use that thought to keep uh, help preserved mm-hmm. where it can sit around longer. But uh, Well, it's not the salt generally, but it's the things like sodium benzoate. Yeah, well, that's, that's what tastes salty. Yeah. All right, look, I'm going to get off from here. You ain't got but a few more minutes. But uh, thanks for the opportunity to be able to share. Hey, uh, always nice to have you here, Pianchi. I guess you'll talk to Joanne tomorrow. Okay, talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right. So, Adrian, you have anything else you want to go over tonight? Um, I think it's, I agree with pretty much everything that Pianchi was saying, you know, that we got an immune system and that's supposed to be our quote vaccine. And then there's things you can do to boost your immune system, you know, and I think it's pretty, I mean, I think, you know, what you guys are like spot on. It's messed up that the doctors, uh, they're getting paid to be drug pushers now to push drugs and to not push like, you know, healthy things that are going to actually boost your immune system because they want to push vaccines and their drugs. Well, that that's a, yeah, their, their money is more important than you. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and everything's digitalized now, so, like, everything is, uh, 
you know, tracked and they're, you know, pretty much pressured to do that. Even if they didn't want to, they're pressured in their field. Well, it's real easy for them to, uh, well, they'll make their money basically. So, and the, the drug companies, they, they will tell you that there's bonuses involved and they, in order to keep their, their bonuses coming, they have to have like 68 or 69% of their populate of their, their customers vaccinated. And if not, then they don't get any bonus. So that, that's why they start telling people now that if you don't want your gene therapies, then they're getting rid of you because they don't, they don't get, uh, they don't get bonuses. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, I, 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 to- I think I told you I work, I've worked like a couple of different jobs, uh, like, and I usually like to have a couple at the same time. And for a, a bit, for almost three years, I was actually a caregiver, a private sitter, and uh, it was pretty flexible scheduling. And I actually ended up um, being, ske- I, I did that job because I would work nights typically, sometimes 24 hours, but the company would allow me to take off and like go work on campaigns or like go work, go to trainings mm-hmm. out of state, you know, like just go uh, to do things to build skills, you know, and uh, I was like kind of uh, doing part-time at school at that time. And so I got, I don't sit with a client, no, actually I'm a doctor. And she ended up telling me that she had been hospitalized. She had sick illness. Her whole family, her husband was a medical doctor, her whole family basically scared her into going into the hospital and told her, like, oh, like, you're going to die if you go to the hospital. But she thought she was fine. And she had a very bad reaction to steroids that they gave her and she was really freaked out. And she was telling me that she was seeing what it's like on the other side, like not as a doctor, but as a patient on the other side. And like, she was just really uh, freaked out. She had a terrible reaction to the steroids. And she was saying that, you know, if they don't vaccinate at least 60% of their patients, that they actually get a negative check by their name in the database, in the system. Right, exactly. And I think that's crazy. That's scary. That should scare a lot of people. But not many people want to hear that, though. Yeah, they definitely need to hear it. Like, they need to know it's time for uh, the uncomfortable truths. Well, they don't want to know that they've been duped or they don't want to believe that that uh, doctors uh, see the that that's what the globalists take advantage of. They know the average person is honest and won't do anything to hurt others. So they will look at themselves like, well, they wouldn't do that because they'd be hurting people. I wouldn't hurt people. So nobody else would. So that, that's, that's how they get away with stuff, is that they figure people are gullible. Yeah, I mean, I think that more people are, like, learning about 
this stuff. And uh, I think that, you know, like a slow wake up, kind of, but that that natural health movement and just like the reality of the, like what the pharmaceutical company and the medical industry really is, is coming to the surface. I do think it's nice though that uh, AstraZeneca is being sued like crazy in Europe. And that was the one that got banned early here in the United States. Yeah. So we'll see all the other ones. I'd like to see if Pfizer and all them get sued, which, hey, the the seventh booster is out. Two percent of the public got it. They're not even they're not even trying to sell this one. They know nobody wants it. Yeah, I mean, I'm still hearing it advertised on the radio, like get your COVID vaccine, and I'm like, wow, like they're still going for it. Well, they're still advertising. It's just not as prevalent. Because they know the public's not interested. But Pfizer still pays a lot of the the advertising. So there's companies that, that really depend on Pfizer money. What was it? I think Pfizer paid for like 55% of advertising uh, this, this decade so far. Yeah, I mean, all the commercials you see on uh... – the TVs are like, you know, like every other one is like pharmaceuticals, like this medicine, and then it might have this side effect, mm-hmm. and this depression medication might cause suicidal thoughts. Yeah, there was no way that they were going to get me to uh, to take metformin or or sign any type of uh, of gene therapy or uh not gene therapy well not gene therapy but any type of uh diabetes type insulin I, i'm not doing it so i'd rather i'd rather just learn on my own how to fix it because if you have a problem it's best to fix the problem not just to met what metformin would do is you'd get temporary relief, but you're you're exchanging your kidneys. So your kidneys are going to suck after a few years. And then you'll have to take medication yeah. to fix your kidneys. Yeah, I'm actually not familiar with metformin. the number one diabetes drug. Yeah, I know that when I was doing the caretaking job a while back that, you know, I had to take a client to dialysis one time. I think that's sad. Like, people have to go in there regularly for that. And I'm just like, there has to be, like, 
a better way that doesn't involve having to do that. I mean, that's just like, I don't know, it's just sad. It's like you have to do that to live. Well, there are other, like I I take berberin every day. So that's a a natural uh, supplement. And uh, I've, I've done well with that. Yeah, do you, have you, like, checked out milk thistle at all? I know of milk thistle. That's supposed to be really good to do a liver cleanse. Yeah, do you take milk thistle? Um, I, uh, there was a herb that, uh, or there was a product that um, I uh, tell people about sometimes, and it, it, milk thistle is one of the herbs in it, and I know like yeah. it's a pretty good herb. Yeah, I have milk thistle in my arsenal when I want to do liver cleanses. Which I do sometimes. All right, let's see, is there anything else you want to get into before I shut this down? No, I think that that is pretty much it. Okay. Well, we got like four minutes and change, so I'll just go ahead and bounce out of here. We're not going to learn anything in four minutes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Adrian, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah, I'll talk to you next week. Have a good night. Thank you, Adrian. Everyone else. Please support the other shows on the network. It's not just the Proof Negative show here, but until tomorrow, hold on to the handrail, keep hope alive, and remember, only you can prevent forest fires. I am Proof Negative, and I am Oof. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.